Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, uh, for the second Wednesday running, actually, it's Strictly Mick and Tony as we look at the stories making the news, play a game of Test Tony, have another episode of the Sports Thoughts, and we look forward and we look back. Because we can't manage the full hour for ourselves, we have to bring somebody in, of course, and uh, it's Wednesday, so it's not Not Fast Dave tonight, it's uh, Not Fast Simon, who makes his uh, sports show debut. So, let's get on with it. Welcome to the Renowned. And I'm feeling tonight con- controversial. Radio New at Sport. How can it not be controversial with me and you chatting for an hour? And this is what we're going to be chatting about to start with. Manchester City stayed on course for the quadruple as they reached the FA Cup final after edging out Brighton at Wembley. But they have got to come from behind in the Champions League. As a song, Young Min's late goal gave Tottenham, I've been waiting for that one, of Tottenham the crucial lead in the quarterfinal first leg. But what we're all talking about? VAR. Liverpool took command of the Champions League quarterfinal with Porto, thanks to two first half goals in the first leg at Anfield. But what are we all talking about? VAR. A Hibernian fan who aggressively confronted the Rangers captain James Tavener on the pitch has been jailed for 100 days. Cameron Mack admitted to a breach of the peace charge at Easter Road in March and has also been banned from from attending all football matches for 10 years. Why only 10 years, I ask myself. Much has been said about The Undertaker's future in WWE when he didn't appear at, the, at WrestleMania's, at his first WrestleMania since the year 2000 over the weekend. Many fans assumed he had done with the company. However, on Monday Night Raw, the dead man made a dramatic return. It's a bit like what is way of working with Tony Smith. Baseford United retained the Not Senior Cup last night. They beat Carlton Town 3 0. Where was it played? Oh, yes. Baseford United's ground. There's a shot. And Tiger Roll won the thrilling Grand National to become the first horse since Red Rum 45 years ago to win the Aintree race back-to-back. Mr Smith did actually tell me last week that uh, Tiger Roll would win and Mr Smith even had a bet on Tiger Roll winning. Wait for sports thoughts because um, <laughs> only Tony can make such a pig's ear of it on a 50 pence bet. As he did. We're going to talk about... Oh, a pound bet! A pound, no less! And he reckons he's a Yorkshireman. Here, by gum duck. Duck! That's Yorkshire. It's my Yorkshire. He by gum is Yorkshire. Duck is certainly not. He by gum, duck is Mansfield. And that's near enough Yorkshire. It may as well be Yorkshire. grief. Right, okay. let's start right at the beginning, right at the top. Champions League. I think we both said last night that Tottenham would probably scrape through, and they did. I still think one nil's not going to be anywhere no, near enough no. for Tottenham because when when he plays his first team, they, they will probably still. Tottenham has got to score first and early, and then what do they do? Shut the shop, park the bus. Tottenham are very much like Juventus in that one player 
makes them successful. Now that plays out, Man City are going to cruise it in the second leg. There is an argument that Man City went out to get him. Nah, it's just a, just an accident. We're going to have Mazgi on, so ask him about accidents. <laughs> VAR then. I, I mean, I have not seen it. I've only read about it and listened to all about it. Um, the penalty that Man City missed, the keeper saved. Congratulations to the keeper. Um Everybody argued last night that it wasn't a penalty, and everybody is arguing say that it was a penalty. The fact is, the laws of the game now say if you make your body bigger and the ball is heading towards the mm. goal, then it's a penalty. If it hits your arm, it doesn't have to be. The word deliberate seems to have disappeared completely. Yeah, the, the word deliberate has been replaced by silhouette, hasn't it? And um, so, uh, basically, uh, if your silhouette is... Uh, contorted in such a way that it is deemed that it couldn't be a handball. It's just got ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But I'm afraid I cannot be any help whatsoever in this because I've not seen anything on television. And when I got out of here last night, I switched on the radio. And um, as I got home, um, they said, hang on a minute, they're going back to VAR. And by the time I got in and said hello to Lucy and made it up to my desk and switched Five Live on again, they said, well, I can't believe that he gave that, but it's still nil-nil here. So I thought, what the hell's gone off? So I'm really, I really can't contribute to that discussion. Well, it was saved, wasn't it? But, uh, other, uh, other than to say, VAR is rubbish and will never work in football. And then there's the one at Liverpool when it was Alexander Trent Arnold who inadvertently onboarded. He's, the keeper sort of flapped at it completely. Um, kicked the ball up into the air or whatever and hit him on the arm and, ba- and bounced away. Um, they didn't give that one. I feel really sorry for him, you know. Alexander Trent Arnold is never going to get a song for himself, is he? Give us an A. I mean, it's not going to work, is it? His shirts must cost a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, was a send- there should have been a sending off, shouldn't there? The Egyptian centre-forward went in with his studs... Mm. showing and VAR never looked at it (laughs) this uh, as as I say it is just um, tennis Hawkeye uh, cricket absolutely spot on works a treat at rugby league because it's part of it when the crowd turned around to the big screen there was a a match against Gedlin Miners Welfare last home game of the season Jack Beckett shouted out to the referee, come on, ref, get on with it. And the bloke took a millisecond over a throw-in. And, and people just want football to keep going. They don't want it to stop. They, 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 they don't stop for video refer, you know, referral. It is just not part of football, and it'll never work. And they've trialled it. And they've trialled it, and they've found out that in football it doesn't work. And now all the commentators say, whoa, well, if we'd, if we'd have had VAR there. They spent last season saying, this is rubbish. And now they want it. There is an argument that we've had referees, good, bad and indifferent, for hundred and however many years, and it's not been a bad sport. No. We've, um, only, we've only had one good one at Lowfields this season. I mean, that's <laughs> said that they've been bad and indifferent. I'll give them that. 
the words bitter and twisted are two that spring to mind, but... Um, it's just, as we've discussed many, many times, it's just bad. Well, if, 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 if you'd let me finish and stopped interrupting... They've got the wrong guy in the middle, you kid. I was going to say the people that what could end up killing football, as we know it, are VAR and assessors. You know what I think about assessors? They're turning referees into robots. And thankfully, people who are a lot cleverer than I am are now saying it. So it proves I was right all, all along. Referees are not being allowed to be their own people. Have got to be a robot of that assessor. Well, so I mean, they are killing. They are killing the game. And VOR and VOR VAR. If it's not got sorted out, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a place for it. But at the minute, they really don't know what the hell they're doing with it. I went to a football match at Barrow Town on Saturday, and the uh, referee's assessor tried to uh, officiate the entire game. He was, he was there as the uh, the written law. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, 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 he was there, presumably, as the referee's assessor to assess the referee, and he decided to police the whole football match, bless him. So, I think that game's all to play for. I still think City are going to be the favourites. I think Liverpool 2-0 should have enough at Porto. I think Liverpool are quite capable of scoring a goal over in Portugal, and they won't concede four. Liverpool are through... Ajax are through, Barcelona <laughs> are through, and Man City are through. Um, and Man-, Man City will win it. Man United are playing on the face with a back three tonight of, 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 of Lindelof, Smalling and the captain, Ashley Young. In front of those is McTominay, who was only a young a young lad. I can't disagree with you about the Barcelona thing. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't see in that little group if Messi decides to, to turn up. Um, United's back three is Lindelof, Smalling and Young and the front three of Barcelona is Coutinho, Suarez and Messi Who do Man City play in the semi-final? Juventus or Ajax Hmm I think they'll be playing Ajax I don't because Juventus has got the best player in the world playing for them and he plays in big games and he'll turn up tonight and it'll be the difference yeah, but did you see Ajax play against Real Madrid? Yes, I know. They are one football team and a half. Yes, they are when they turn up. Yeah, but... And they're quite capable of making a complete mess of it. Oh, yeah. But I think that if um, if if Ronaldo doesn't perform, Ajax will stroll it. Because uh, Juventus are a one-man team. I'd love Liverpool... I'd love Man United to actually beat Barcelona because that's the United-Liverpool oh, yeah. semi-final and that's yeah. what football's all about. Oh, God, yeah, that would be fantastic. A Hibernian fan has been jailed for 100 days and, and banned from all football in Scotland for, for 10 years. Jammy git. Aggressively confronting... That, captain. Now, at the minute, this is sort of... This is a topic that seems to keep... He, he must be the envy of all Scotland fans being banned from watching it for ten years. <laughs> OK, take that out of the, uh, out of the <laughs> equation. Ooh, you know, all football clubs at whatever level have got to seen, be seen to act. And if I don't know who's banned him for ten years, i.e. Scottish football, the judge or Hibernian. I'd hope it's Hibernian. Mm. But football clubs at whatever level... I've got to act when people step out of line. When people um, have too much alcohol in the system, they do silly things. 
when people start sticking things up the nose as well, then you're in bother because they're <coughs> out of control. And there was a, an article, um, a very good in-depth article in the Scottish Sunday Mail two, three weeks ago about traces of, being, of cocaine being found in the toilets at the top six premier, Scottish Premiership grounds. And that is the problem that you're getting in football. It's drugs rather than booze in, in, in Scottish football. And, 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 you know, potentially, obviously, it's a, a social problem that um, affects all levels of football. And um, that is the thing that people cannot... Uh, I mean, I saw that kid jump over the barrier and, 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 conf and confront Tavernier. And, and, and his eyes were not affected by alcohol. Put it that way. It's, 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 it's a growing social problem. The trouble is, the more it's reported, the more it seems to be happening. <clears throat> yeah, but it's... Um, it's, 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 it's a very, very serious social problem. It's, it's, it's a problem in society these days. I mean, in our day, when it went back, you had a few beers, you had a few cans on the bus or whatever, and, you know, you got a bit leery because you were popped up. But these days, they're mixing it with drugs, and, and that, is, all that is a football, dangerous, out-of-control All of football clubs have a responsibility to the rest of to, to their players and to the opponents and to the rest of their supporters but this billion pound 62,062 capacity new white heart lane is supposed to be all singing all dancing bang on stadium of the world a supporter got on the pitch yesterday last night and ran a heck of a long way before he was uh, well, we'll do, manhandled in this day and age we it's not right to put fences up in front of the yeah, correct. pitch. And OK, you can argue is that's right or wrong. It is right. Forever and a day. And your it, clubs will not pay or the police have not got the resources to police inside the stadium. So you're <laughs> relying on stewards who, with the best will in the world, are probably not up to running 100 yards in 12 seconds. If you want a policeman in Newark, he's stuffed because they're all in Mansfield. And that's the result of nine years of the government cutting back policing numbers. Yes, well, we're not going into politics. And not at all. But the knock-on effect is football, which we are talking about. And that's why you can't get the police numbers. Mm. Thanks, government. But you see, they won't go in. They, 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 for whatever reasons, and forget what you just said, or I'll get into trouble. Well, for whatever reasons, the police are no longer in football grounds hmm. the stewards are in football grounds now i think the clubs have got to start looking at who the stewards are your steward with the best one in the world can't be me or you it needs to be somebody who's probably just come out of the forces or something we've said this before hmm. but this is the problem isn't it? if somebody jumps a fence if a 20 year old jumps a fence with the intent of running on the pitch i'm not going to catch him you're not going to catch him until he gets to a player and then you get to the Jack Grealish incident. Yeah. So, um, the argument then goes back, do we need to put fences up? No, that, that's that got to be not even a last resort. That, that should never happen again. Otherwise, we've not learnt a thing from Hillsborough. OK, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just asking the questions. You know, we can't stop them getting over a two-foot-high barrier 
and running onto the pitch. The only way to stop that is by putting the fence up or digging a moat round, like they used to in Italy. That's that really is the only way of stopping it. I agree with you. It shouldn't. It should never ever happen again. But somebody's going to have to come up with something because the Grealish incident seems to be the catalyst for something happening every single week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly something that's that's been going on all season in Scotland. I mean, it doesn't seem two minutes ago, but it, it is several months ago that I wrote in the Flow Surf programme about the problem with uh, coins being thrown uh, at Scottish football matches. And one hit um, Neil Lennon on the side of the jaw. And I think I said, how the hell... You're going to do well to keep this one serious, aren't you? How, how the hell did they miss his mouth? And, and, and also, it just proves that when it comes to being tight, Scots are only playing at it because you won't get a Yorkshire lad throwing money. Anyway, we've got to move on. We've got to move on to not fast in a minute. Oh yes, good very quickly. Well. Was you surprised that the Undertaker didn't appear in WrestleMania? Um, it's just, <laughs> it's this. <laughs> I mean, somebody must have known because all wrestling is scripted. Well, this has got you on the back foot a little bit. No, <laughs> you just, wasn't expecting that one. I am just trying to avoid all the natural jokes to go with that one. But <laughs> the one thing that a wrestler has in his dressing room is a dressing gown and the result on the piece of paper before he goes out there. And you know, it's just it is just such a contrived idiot sport. It's lovely to watch. I used to go to uh, the St George's Hall at Bradford on a regular basis after a, a, a shift at the Telegraph and Argus, which is next door to St George's Hall, in the days when giant haystacks and Big Daddy was in his pomp. And they used to come to the Grove as well. Mm, brilliant nights. Absolutely belting that. And the stars of the show were the old ladies on the front row oh. with the brollies. I mean, it, it was a, it's a great, great night, but everybody knows who's going to win. You know, the the, the, the hero is going to be on his last legs, isn't he? It's just waiting for the thumbs down from the crowd. And then suddenly, miraculously, he jumps up and wins and everyone goes, hurrah, and goes home and has chips. It's a brilliant night. It is. It's what it is. It's what it really is all about. And everyone's yeah. had a cracking time. Right, Simon Locke, if I've got the right phone number, with his debut with the Not Fast News. OK, well, Not Fast Dave as a rest. We've got Not Fast Simon joining us. Simon Locke, first time on Radio Newark Sport. Welcome um, with your Not Fast report, sir. Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's actually not my first time. I have been on before, but uh, some time ago. Uh, oh, but I've, doing... I've, have you in, in, in been in the elevated um, company of Not Fast Dave and the report? <laughs> oh, I've been elevated. I used to do the results, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, since Dave's on holiday, I thought I'd take over from him. All yours, then. We're going to sit okay. back and listen. Okay, fair enough. So we had 32 members uh, across four park runs this weekend. Uh, we had some uh, PBs from uh, Zona Perry, Brian Noble and Tracy Thompson and myself. Um, I was over in Sheringham this weekend. Uh, we also had some first-timers at park runs, James Talbot and Debbie Pickles. And we also had Jackie Walton uh, doing a 50th park run. Um, then we also had two members at uh, Derby on Sunday for the Derby 10K. Uh, we had Faye Patterson and Kim Etherington Bates up there as well. Um, and uh, Kim, as well as doing the 10K, she also did the 3K fun run, uh, just for good measure. Uh, Nick Harrison, uh, we went over to, he went over to Manchester to run the marathon over there, uh, and he finished in 6 hours, 23 minutes, 38 seconds. We had uh, Henrietta McCabe. Uh, she was in Tamworth for the uh, Cathedral to Castle 10-mile race, and she completed that in 142.16. 
And then finally, uh, we had 19 members uh, in Lincoln for the, for the Lincoln 10K. Uh, we had PBs for Richard Borrell, Breeze Rollins, Gemma Lindsay, Laura Smith, and Jill Folks. Um, and some course PBs as well for Amy Borrell, Joe Gray, Karen Borrell. We also had Kelly Downing running her first 10K as well. So uh, good showing by all the guys. It's um, Sheringham. Sheringham. I right love Sheringham. I think it's gorgeous. I prefer Sheringham to Cromer. A lot of people like it the other way around, but Sheringham, <laughs> I, I, I do like Sheringham. Sheringham um, Park Run is actually quite a, re- it's a really good park run. It's, uh, it's very challenging, though. Um, was you there for the weekend, then, or? Yes, yeah, I was there for the weekend. There for the weekend, yeah. So uh, I'm always, whenever I'm over there, I always go and do the park run at Sheringham Park. Excellent. So, so you're a Norfolk boy, are you? No, no, Newark boy. I uh, just happened to go to go, go over to Sheringham quite a lot. So I think uh, I've done 96 park runs now, and I think 12 of them have been at Sheringham. So, <laughs> so you're very close. You're very, you're very close. To getting a new T-shirt. Yes, I shan't be too long off a T-shirt. Um, yeah, hopefully sometime in May. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Um, it is marathon season now isn't it and you know you've said that, you know there's there's marathons every week now for the for the, for the next month um not fast are they got some um, marathon runners out and about during april and may well funny you should say that but on sunday i'm gonna be running the bus the boston marathon um boston uk that one the boston <laughs> america yeah, when, um, when it was a disappointment when when the course come back wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm fine with Boston, at least I can drive there. Yes, yeah, okay. And and, and it should be fairly flat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's supposed to be the flattest in the UK, so I'm told. Yes, yeah, so so you're... What sort of time do you think you're going to get? Because we're going to hold you to this for next week, you see. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. So uh, my my initial aim was to, do, to um, get finally get my sub-four-hour marathon, which I've been trying to do for the last five years. But my training's been going particularly well, so I'm actually going to aim for a sub-three-hour 30. Ooh. That's taking a chunk off it. Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> it really is taking a chunk off it. So, uh, yeah, you can hold me to that next week. Oh, we will. Don't 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 worry. Um, we 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 sort of Dave when he sort of you, you're actually lucky you're only going to Boston really because we we've we've had Dave talking Japanese and he even jumps us to it now and he, he sort of <laughs> told us what we're as going in New Zealand in um, in March. So you know, is um, we'll leave you to a bit of Lincolnshire next week. Yes, yeah, um, all good. How many got you doing in London? Uh, I'm not sure the exact number, but I know of around about four, about around about four or five from Not Fast that are going to be doing London. We've got two that got club places this year. We've got Nettie Stevens who's there again uh, with her uh, guide runner, um, so she'll be there. They'll be she'll be there again. Damien Davies, I know, is uh, running. Uh, he's got a good for age place this year, so uh, he'll be running as well. So uh, we'll definitely be well represented again. I'm so pleased that. Nettie's got a chance to go back and absolutely after that and put, time and yeah she, what happened she, last time and yeah, it was so she, upsetting what happened last time and she's got a chance now to not put it right because she did nothing wrong she got injured bless her and she still yeah. managed to, to finish but you know to go it's and justice. run the london marathon have the opportunity to do it justice absolutely yes, exactly um, yeah, after, after the injury last time definitely yeah, i think everybody's behind it for that for, for yep, that one definitely okay are. well the best of luck on the old boston one you can uh, tell Thanks us all me. about that so f- less than three hours 30 it's in my notebook <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> all right so thank you so much no worries Catch thank you, you. bye bye that's taking a big chunk off it tony Hmm, that is, uh, he sounds very, very confident. He so does, he does. There's so, lots um, of the lad. 
let's see if he can do it. Let's play. Now, can, can I just raise a point here? You know what I started ages and ages ago, this show and tell idea, that I, I raised the subject from my sort of going through my stats and stuff. I was clearing out my suitcase, I'm not my suitcase, my, my briefcase today, and I, I, I came across a show and tell that I prepared for the last time we were doing it, and, and it's, I just threw it away because it's, it's so dated now. But um, most of your stuff's dated. Yeah, well, it's, 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 prob- it's probably worth mentioning just in passing. Now that Stanley Matthews has reached the age of forty, will he be playing again next <laughs> season? It just seems like sort of a bit of a waste of time now because uh, it's so it, dated. It's about that. Well, your show and tell, which is sports, sports, <laughs> is to come next. But yeah, next is where we put your professional sports knowledge. Oh, this is the slot we call Let's Embarrass Tony, is it? Well, I call it Test Tony, but you want to call it Let's Embarrass Tony. You're the professional, I'm the amateur, you should know the answer to these questions. Oh, yeah. So let's play the music. (laughs) And what we're doing is what happened this week, whenever. So, I'm going to give you a clue, um... And I'm going to offer you so many points now, because I'm getting good at this. Oh, yeah. In 19... This is for three points. Oh, yeah. Win or lose, one question. In 1989, which Briton won the US Masters for the first time? And then 12 months later, he retained the trophy. So, 1989, a golfer won back-to-back US Masters. Nick Falder. There you go, you see. Oh, three points in three the bag. Three points in the bag. Back of the net. In 1955, which West Indies cricketer started a run of 85 uninterrupted test appearances for his country? So this week in 1955, he began a run. I'm not saying it's his first test, but he began a run of 85 uninterrupted test appearances for this country. And you have spoken to him. Gary Serbus? Yes. Sir Garfield? Yes. So now we'll move away from sport. Good clue. In 1937, <coughs> Frank Whittle, later to become Sir Frank Whittle, ground tested what for the first time? Sir Frank Whittle. Uh, f- fastest car on. Land. No, Frank Whittle, Sir Frank Whittle, designed the engines in the Spitfire, so he designed the first ever... Oh, it's kind of engines and speed, isn't it? engines yeah, well, designed yeah. to power an aircraft. So you got two out of three, so... Well, well, see, I'm, well, I, I, I was thinking about Bluebird. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that. Uh, Moving on to birthdays, very quickly. OK. On April the 8th, for three points, rugby player. <laughs> Union or league? For two points, plays both codes of the game. Um, Jonathan Davis. For one point, he has just captained his team, the Whitley Bay Rockcliffe under-12s, <laughs> to the Tyndale Cup. Finley Gold! No bias in all this whatsoever. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd had the Finley, but I didn't know the uh, surname. <laughs> you wouldn't offense. know the surname, but you had the Finley. Okay, then. It's, it's, a good, it's a headline writer's dream, though, the surname, isn't uh, it? It is, it is. I've used it plenty of times. Also on the 8th, a cricketer with a perfect stat. Born on the 8th of the 4th, 63. 8, 4, 
63. Runs in test cricket, 8, 4, 63. <laughs> you couldn't write it, could you? Cricketer. His dad has got a stand named after him. He has got a gate named after him. Ooh. And they both played for Surrey. Can't give you much more. Um, he was a wicketkeeper who opened a batting. Stewart. Yes, well done. Alex Stewart. God, blimey. Alex Stewart. Ah. Coincidentally, on the 9th, a Kent cricketer capped 95 times for England who was arguably the first wicketkeeper batsman. Um. Always wore his collar up. Never bothered wearing a helmet in those days. Struggling? The only one that springs to mind is Jack Russell. Kent. Kent. Jack Russell played for oh, Gloucestershire. Well, that was a bit of Gloucestershire, didn't he? Alan Knott. Oh, yeah. So the argument would be, and when we get one of our cricket friends in, who's got, who, who was a better wicketkeeper, Alan, Alan Knott or Alex Stewart? I think, my personal opinion, is not, is not was a better, by far and away, the best wicketkeeper we've had in, in my yeah, lifetime. Yeah, it was... In my lifetime. Alex Stewart was uh, a manufactured wicketkeeper. Alan Knott was a natural. Yeah. Um, a Spanish gold golfer, born on the 9th of April died of a brain tumour. Seve. Mm. Won over 50 European tournaments. Seve, what am I? Taken well before he should have been. Mm. On the 12th of April, a footballer whose middle name was Chelsea. Ugh. But he didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't play for them. I haven't got a clue. He played 108 times for England and is the only Englishman to ever lift the World Cup. Bobby Moore's middle name was Chelsea. Yes, it was. Oh, my God. Oh, I've gone off him so now. His two middle names was Chelsea. Well, he wanted his decision. You can't blame him. Oh, parents must have been... Yeah, that, that, that's... that's that. Bobby Moore. Great man. And met him as well. Well, there you go. There's a good story. So, so far, you've met Bobby Moore, Gary Sobers and Finlay Gould. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's fleeting with Finlay, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yes. Um, died. But before. until he got stuck into the room, certainly Finlay said more than Gary Sobers. <laughs> <laughs> died this week in 2015, an Australian leg spinner who became a world-renowned commentator. Died of skin cancer, I believe. World-renowned Australian commentator. There is only one. I didn't think Richard Benno was dead. God. Yeah. I, I do apologise, listeners. Is he? He died in, 19, in 2015. Really? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a blow. You could have broken that, gentler. This is our professional journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody else out there I could get. Yeah. There's got to be somebody else. <laughs> Somewhere. I honestly didn't know he was dead. They tell me Lucy Millard's finished at the advertising. I wonder if she can do sports. I, she, I think she's coming on very shortly on, on the Sunday show. She's coming on this Sunday, but she ought to come on Monday no, to, is, is, Monday is, is to this Thursday. Sunday? Yeah. Ah, because there's a picture with, with, uh, Len, with uh, Ken Dodd, wasn't there? Yeah, I thought it was your wedding photo. No, 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 it's, it's actually uh, Ken Dodd, yeah. 
Well, you didn't do too bad. You failed miserably towards the end, but you didn't... Um, yeah, well, you, it's, 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 only, it's only because Richie never let me know, isn't it? You, you, you didn't you didn't do too bad, and everybody says to me they love it when I play a piece, piece of, of mu- music. So what we're going to know now, Tony's going to tell you a story in, 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 in sports foot, and really and truly... Heartbreaking. If he was still on the drink, I could understand it. Um, I've only, I haven't got many pieces of music. This has got to be Tony's music. <laughs> it didn't take a genius to predict the winner of this year's Grand National. And just to prove that statement, I predicted the winner. It was as easy as predicting the two teams that would contest the boat race, which also took place at the weekend. Tiger Roll is an extraordinary horse, and he's only seven years old. He will also win the big race at Cheltenham next year before going on to emulate Red Rum and win the National for a third time. He's that good. If only I had enough intelligence to put a slipper of paper into my back pocket, I would have also have been able to collect my £5.50 winnings from the bookies. Oh well. But it was that time of year again, when legend has it that even the housewives visit the betting shops to have a flutter. Though every time I go to Ladbrokes on the Ville, it is populated by plenty members of the fairer sex. Liverpool's annual equestrian event is a red-letter day on the sporting calendar, and it has had some notable occasions down the years, with plenty of them requiring hankies as the drama unfolded. Not least when, in 1981, the aptly named Bob Champion triumphed on Alden Eaty after surviving cancer. Or when the Queen Mother's Devon Locke did the splits in 1956 and spawned a football simile that has been used ever since for bottling title run-ins. Or, as it's known outside Merseyside, doing a Liverpool. These days, the four and a half miles over 30 fences has been made much safer, though in Saturday's race the field galloped away to the second fence while another competitor, up for review, was being put down after after a horrific fall at the first. The majority of the punters had made Tiger Roll their outstanding favourite, making it a bad day for the bookies. Unlucky boys. If only more idiots had lost their betting slips. And as a person that actually found the betting slip in a £5.50 petrol, <laughs> <laughs> you're my new hero. So you managed to upset every scouse out there and and, 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 and every female on Hortonville. Well, that wasn't bad for one... No, no. For one page of full shall, scouse. Shall we go back to politics? Um, so, <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, horse racing's not my thing. It, it never has been. I don't really think it ever will be. Um... Is it right that you should, in the name of sport, put the horses through that? Well, going back to the days when Red Rum was doing his stuff off of Southport Beach, then it was uh, a fairly horrendous spectacle because the fences were too high and animal lovers... Uh, hated the annual event because it, it, it was a death feast but uh, these days it's a damn sight safer they've made it uh, everything is PC these days so I mean it's like so the Grand National has gone that way as well and, 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 and so it should but um, it is a great great day in the sporting calendar and um, you know it's um, 
Uh, basically what happened on Saturday was that we had the ground force day at Kellen Road and I went along in my um, overalls and um, helped clear the uh, the leaves away and the branches away from the driveway and then I dashed off to... Uh, dashed? Dashed. I was in the car. And I dashed off home because I had to uh, organise a bus to uh, Leicester for the game at Barrowtown. Dashed into the bookies, grabbed my betting slip with Tiger Roll with my entire pound on it, and, uh, and and stuck it in what I thought was my back pocket. Obviously, it wasn't. So um, at, the, at the end of the day, after cheering with everybody else at Riverside Park at Barrow, I uh, as, as, as Tiger Roll romped it, I, I then got home to inspect my pockets and went, "Oh dear!" or words to that effect. The other great sporting event, of course, on Saturday or, or that weekend was a boat race. Yeah. Sporting event? No. It's a bunch of toffs getting drunk on pims. A bit like Wimbledon. Okay. So you've upset every tennis player <laughs> tonight as well. <laughs> These are the thoughts of Mr Tony Smith, who you can find here Monday to Thursday from 7 o'clock. Um, he's the one that's either going to be wearing a Newark um, R&M top or a Newark Flowserve top. Yeah. Uh, do, do come and see him, by all means. It should be entertaining. Um, Our phone is in the middle of the show, like last night. Yes, I do tend to agree with you, though, about um, the, the boat race. I mean... How come the same two teams always get to the final? Yeah, and... No, I, I can't. It's just, uh, you know, it's... it's, it's I mean, yeah, OK, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's not, it, it's not a problem, the same as a university rugby match, a varsity match, as they call it, and they play two at football. So it's not a problem, but it's... It's not a spectacle for the rest of us, really, is it? No, I mean... I don't think it is. But again, I don't think the Grand National is, so I'm, e I'm probably a one-off there. Even if you were there, even if you were there on the banks of the river... You know, you only see them for two seconds. It's like watching a... a yeah. Formula One. For, Formula One. Yes. You know, choom, and they've gone. And uh, and then you turn around and carry on drinking with your uh, posh mates where you can't get to the bar because of, um, you know, th th everywhere's packed. Oh, I, I won't fancy it myself. Well, no, because you don't, you don't drink. No, but I mean... Okay, that's... Um, moving I, on. Take me off flask. Mo moving on. Um... Quickly look back at last weekend, then we're going to look forward to next weekend. Um, Flowserve collected three more points, collected another sending off, and got themselves in trouble because of the crowd. So it was a pretty normal week, really, for the for, half of the course yeah. for, for New Flowserve Club. Three um, points, fine. The three, the three points, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Um, it keeps them on track. Um, assuming nothing else sinister happens away from the football pitch, um, they're there. They're on track. They can afford to lose one of the four games, and it's still in their hands. The one bit of news is that uh, we've had to cancel the away trips, um, basically because we weren't getting the numbers on the buses, and um, the um, unfortunately the club was having to subsidise um, the uh, payment for for the uh, the cost. Of, that of the could bus. actually be a blessing in disguise. I, I, I think it's um, you know something that we may well uh, review for next uh, the, the season. Pro the problem is Tony, Tony and you know in in, in any um, sport and with any club, success brings more supporters. More supporters brings 
rowdy supporters, bring noisy supporters, which is absolutely fantastic if that's exactly what they do. But sometimes it doesn't work like that, and that's where the authorities, and that is where we started tonight in Scotland, have um, will take over and and clamp down. Um, we will see. It's out of my hands, it's out of your hands. We'll see what happens. We can just comment. Um, I think Flo we'll talk about Flo Sir's match on Saturday, but in, 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 in a few minutes, let's just hope we're going to be talking about the football. Collingham won. Um, they have a chance of second spot, although Paul I didn't think it was going to happen because <laughs> Dinnington have lost pretty much the whole of their team um, and they're just sort of limping through till the end of the season. But a cup final appearance in third place in the Central Midlands North, I think bad going for that team. Uh, that team, which is the average age is ridiculously low, probably somewhere around about 20, 21, where most average ages in the Central Midlands North is probably nearly 31. How old is Paul? He didn't play. No, but... He's in his 70s, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Because he was talking earlier in the season about... Uh, this might be his last season as a football manager. Yeah, yeah. And then him and his missus came in for that lovely, lovely show. And the way they were talking, not only on air, but afterwards, with such passion, the pair of them, uh, was such passion about the people that they've known, the he players. The, the, it's, 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 it's got to be a job for life for him. Um if, if he packed in football, it'd be like the Towers leaving, the the, the, the Ravens leaving the Tower of London. You very nearly got that right, yeah, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously a simile will have to work on. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, rugby club, they, they they won again, second week on the yeah. pants, and beat a very good Ashbourne side, and uh, um, they're going out, they really are going out on on, on the high, which is more than actually except for Southall. We had a lovely evening last week with the Southall chair mm. in here. took all, you, all the mickey-taking that you gave him. That, that um, shirt's superb, isn't it? It is, yes. The combination of the yeah. Southall and the Newark shirt, it is, that it's, is, it's lovely. wow. I don't, um, that, that's, that's well worth wearing, that kit. The Junior Cup Finals, NLD Junior Cup Finals, there's two of them, under-15s and under-16s, between Newark and Derby, ended up on his evening, and at the end of the day, that's probably nice even if derby did win something which is not <laughs> probably nice but did you see the derby county away support at blackburn last night on social media surprisingly enough no you should you should see the picture from ewood park it is very very funny if you uh, don't particularly like derby county we actually put a picture of um, of a derby fan on 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 our facebook pages this morning but i'll come back to that later on <laughs> um adam holland completed his epic john o'groats for yes. running 17 days 203 hours of running covering 876.3 miles and uh bless him he's now planning to do it in to go back again and it's just i find it remarkable i, I, I find that man remarkable <laughs> doesn't make very good radio this mick you showing me your phone <laughs> no but it stopped you in your tracks didn't it but compared to some of the stuff we say it's probably the highlight yes yeah um so well done adam um i know you're disappointed <laughs> that you weren't going to go turn around and he won't rest until he's done that in goes, nine days and go throat back so uh, and we both know that he will achieve it oh he will mm. he will um right let's find out what's going off this coming weekend after this it was wittering on all through that break about the fact that Ajax are going to do Juventus in, this, in, 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 in tonight's quarter final. No, they are not. They've had their final. 
it really is as simple as that. Juventus, I'm afraid, will be too strong for them because Juventus defensively are a lot better than Real Madrid. Do you know why Dutch football is so fantastic? Because... Is it anymore? Well, why it was fantastic. It used to be. We went years ago, before the kids were born, we went to Amsterdam for a long weekend. So the reason it's fantastic is that you've been to Amsterdam? No, no. But from the harbour to the train station in Amsterdam, we we went probably 20 miles, is it? And you just pass football stadium, football stadium, mm. football stadium. It's just absolutely fantastic. I must admit, when I went to Amsterdam, we didn't see many football stadiums, but that's another story, and probably, yeah. and probably for after nine o'clock. Well, right, moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, the rugby season comes to an end um, this weekend. The league season, and cup final, small matter of a cup final that they've changed the date of. Um, yeah. For New York, with a trip to bottom of the table and already relegated Ashby. New York looking to uh, go out on that high with three victories on the trot, and that should put them right for the cup final, which I wrote on April the 27th. Cross that out. Cause it's May the 4th. The fourth. It's now May the 4th, which Star is. Wars Day. Which, in a lot of reasons, is an absolute pain in the neck, but there you go. Um, it is when it is. Um, New York season. There'll be nobody there. They'll be, they'll be on that coach to the cup final for the floor <laughs> serve. Mm, we'll see. Um, I know where the bigger crowd will be. Um, In the cells. <laughs> um, <laughs> Newark's had a funny season and uh, you know if they're going to go out on a high and free victories on the bounce I don't want it to hide that there's been bad bits as well they started off at the top of the table didn't they, after the first month yeah. then they went to sleep for a few weeks then they had another month when it was spot on I think the end of what, what the story here Tony quite simply is when they get the first 15 on the pitch they're as good as anybody mm but there's no strength in depth. Yeah. It's, um... This season has been all about the ground, hasn't it? It's been like Tottenham's season, it's been like Arsenal's season in the past. Newark have, have been concentrating on the ground yeah. and not the personnel on the field. When we have our Chairman's Week in May, that's obviously... I'm, I'm looking forward to that week. I assume I can persuade them all to come in. Um, football um, flow serve travel to Belper which is another new ground for the works um, mm. in their quest for step five football with the league title now looking to have gone to Selston three victories as we've already said from four out in should Will have we got a show on Monday yes because neither of us have got a clue about how to get to Belper and I'm driving <laughs> um, <laughs> the only thing that worries me about the Belper trip is the injuries and the suspensions sooner or later are going to catch up with them and this is the peak weekend for it Jack Beckett, Tom Potts and Will, and Will Rawdon are all watching Danny Meadows is watching Darrell Price. Darryl Price is watching Sol Campbell's away for the weekend you've taken just a fair chunk of that side yeah out of the equation um, you know, and the best teams in the world. There's only so far you can push it. You're going to be looking at a lot of square pegs in round holes on Saturday. Exactly. So, including the left back, which by all accounts is me. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, assuming you can get me there in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the best of luck to Flo Serve, but I really think on Saturday 
it's keep what you've got at nil nil and whatever happens after that is a bonus if we were going to selston or sherwood we would be in deep trouble apart from ourselves selston and sherwood the rest of the league is pretty rubbish so we should be all right yeah and you've had some rubbish results against teams that you've just called rubbish, so, you know, let's just wait and see. No chickens... Comparatively rubbish. No chickens are being counted. Comparatively rubbish. No chickens are being counted. Remember, I wasn't the one at Christmas. It was the, the, the league was all won and finished and done. Which some commentators, professional commentators, was saying. Wasn't you? Me? Yes, you! Uh, I was probably misquoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Newark Town entertained Ronfield, um... But really, it's all about next season for Newark Town, isn't it? They're just playing this season out. The playing it sounds harsh, but it's true. They're the playing the season out, but I think we had a conversation uh, about midway through the season where I suggested that Newark Town might not be able to fulfil their fixtures this season. Well, they've done remarkably well. I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm um, just saying that it's all about yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah. But I, I, I think that if anybody can be um, overall, looking at the overall picture, if anybody's been a success story this season, it is Newark Town Football Club in the fact that they're still going. Flow Third Reserves play Clifton at Lowfields. Um, when I did last work out the simple maths, it was it was simple, but then Ravens Ed couldn't be bothered to turn up last Saturday and they, yeah. are, they are actually playing tonight against as Elson side, which serves should be quite simply, um, but who knows? We're probably going to be finished by now. Um, it's this. It's this for the taking. Yeah, it really is this for the taking. And if they don't win that that league, it, 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 it's a disappointment. And then that's going to be another conversation when Gary Clark come comes in because Newark's first team are struggling this weekend. How many of those reserves would be able to step up and play step six football? Curtis Price has done it. Who else? Well, Nelson will be capable of doing it. Aaron Martin will be capable of doing it. Leighton Nicholson will be capable of doing it. Leighton Nicholson did it, Sherwood. Yeah, but it's just, um, that is the problem. Yes, it is, and that's why, got to, that's why the club have got to get the reserve team closer to the first yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. That's why they've got to get promotion, and that's why they've also got to start working as, a, as one unit. They've got to get promotion so that they're playing at a higher level of football, Yes, and the gap is narrowed between the first yes. team and the reserves. Tyler Martin, by the way, is another one that could do a job. Tyler Martin, very easily. Yeah, so that's five for Excellent footballer. Collingham under-18s, they are at uh, Lincoln United's ground in um, the first of their three... Cup finals on Sunday morning. Radio Newark Sport will be there. Um, Friday night, and Radio Newark Sport may well be at this one as well. Rushton's playing RHP Colts. Um, if I can sort of help you out a bit, Tony, here, Rushton's and RHP Colts is a bit like any Mansfield Newark match. Ever since Gary Atwood's youngsters started, their nemesis is Rushton's. And it's just carried on from 9, 10, 11, 12. It's just carried on through. Are they under 15 now? Under 15 yeah. now, but it's it, it really is the nemesis and we're running out of time. Athletics, it, the um, park run on Saturday morning where Radio New York Sport will be. It's going to be a busy weekend this weekend, isn't it? You'll probably have to take my, my missus shopping at some stage. Um, New York Half <sighs> Marathon take over the park run because they're giving out all the presents from 
last seasons of sponsorship money and all that sort of thing, which is lovely and nice. It's the Brighton Marathon, which some of our runners, I've got no doubt, will be at. And it's the Boston Marathon, of which Simon Lockie's going to do in three hours and 29 29 (laughs) minutes, by all the counts. Apparently. It's the Beaver 7K and um, their half marathon. Ed Howlett is at the GB Senior Fencing Championships. I mean, GB Senior. I mean, this guy is just something different. It's the second round of the British Cycling Cross Country event in Suffolk. We've hoped a couple of our locals there and all the juniors will be at Yarborough for the Yarborough Circuit Races Round 1. And Newark are playing Ilkeston at tennis at half past ten on Sunday morning, of which Tony won't be going because he's just basically called tennis a non-sport a bit ago. No, but I think the best thing that's been said in tonight's show, and I agree with you one hundred percent. Oh, well, I'm going to get the blame here. Is that Sheringham is better than Cromer? Who scored the first televised live match, television live league match goal? Liverpool player. No. It was Forrest against Tottenham, I think. Forrest against somebody. But Teddy Sheringham scored it for Forrest. Anyway, that's just a by-the-by. First televised? Yeah, you know when Sky come in? First Sky match. Oh, no, no, I thought you meant Match of the Day when Match of the Day was first on. No. Well, that's the first televised one, it? Match of the yeah, Day. I said live. Match of the Day's not live, is it? They don't kick off at half past ten at night. Yeah, and they may well do soon if Sky's uh, their way. I, I didn't hear the live bit. It's a good job we're not live, isn't it? You know, you, 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 people wouldn't do this for millions of pounds. <laughs> Never mind about for nothing. But I find, but, I find gunpoint works. Um, any advice how to get to Belper at the weekend? <laughs> greatly received. Um, greatly received. Just go on to webfortonysmith.com and um, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. He knows it's in Derbyshire and that's it at the moment. I said to him, have you got a sat-nav? Sure you say. He said, what's a sat-nav? <laughs> Why do I need a sat-nav? I'm married, was the answer. Uh, so anyway so <laughs> part run first thing saturday morning mm. and that's going to be wonderful professor peter davis is in charge and um i did not go um then we're off to belper in the afternoon and then it's lincoln on sunday morning and it may well be rushton's on friday night who says sports reporters don't have a busy weekend we want to be where the action is there's plenty of action taking place this weekend both on and off the field and let's just all hope it's all Good news for our local sides. That's all, That's it for tonight. Tomorrow night, the one and only William Henry here is coming to studio. Now, a legend. Doug Hall. We are-